Chapter 10. Something nice, but for 15 bucks or less, I said. My dad's birthday is in two months, so I have to spread my money pretty thin. It was after school. We were headed to the mall, me and Cassie and Rachel. My mom's birthday was coming up. I had about $15 to buy her something, and the last time I'd bought her a present, it hadn't turned out all that well. Who would ever guess that she wouldn't appreciate a classic Spider-Man number 3 in almost mint condition? Okay, so I was a year younger then. Plus, I had asked Marco to help me find something. This time, I asked Cassie if she would help me shop, which was almost as dumb since Cassie isn't really into clothing and cute little stuff. So Cassie had asked Rachel to help. How about that store? I asked, pointing at one that had women's clothing. Yeah, right. Good choice, as long as you have at least $100 to spend, Rachel said. Okay, how about... Cassie began. Uh-huh, Cassie, think about it, Rachel said, looking slightly perturbed at our stupidity. Look at the name of the store. It might as well scream, fat, middle-aged ladies. Jake, do you want to tell your mom you think she's fat? No. I shook my head vigorously. But then I thought it might be a trick question. I mean, I don't, do I? Rachel rolled her eyes. No, you don't. Duh. Have you two ever shopped for anything? I feel like I'm dealing with Axe here. I mean, are you two from this planet? We're looking for something on sale. Something that says, Mom, I still think of you as being young and cool. Something classic. Understated. Most likely, most likely, we're talking a department store. She pointed. That department store. Second floor, toward the front, on the right. That's where we want to be. Look for sale signs. They'll be red with black letters. Cassie grinned at me. See? Rachel owns this mall. Shopping and kicking butt. Rachel's specialties, I said affectionately. We cruised the department store, and in about ten minutes, Rachel had found a silk blouse. It was $33 originally, Rachel crowed. 33 marked down to 25 then, a 30% discount for this one-day sale. We got it for $17.50. Do you realize that's almost half off the original price? Seventeen and a half bucks. For that blouse. Yes. She shops, she scores. Yeah, but I was only going to spend 15 I said meekly. You didn't spend too much. Don't you know anything? You saved $15.50. You came out ahead by more than 15 bucks. Wait a minute. How did I save if I spent? Cassie put her hand on my arm. No, don't ask. Rachel uses a whole twisted math involved in shopping. Don't even try to understand it. Rachel ignored Cassie's teasing. Hey, while you pay, I have to go check something in Junior's. Meet you at the food court. Rachel peeled off, leaving me and Cassie alone in the racks of clothing. So when are you going to tell me your idea? I asked. I thought Marco already told you. I shook my head. Nope. He just said, think dog poop. I did. I got a very bad feeling as a result. Cassie looked a little pouty. Look, it was the only animal I could think of that could get in and out of a hospital without getting stepped on or poisoned. We wouldn't even be seen, probably. I mean, they go everywhere. Who notices them? Cassie, so far I have done three insects. Flea, that was okay. Ant, that was definitely not okay. And Roach, I'm starting to feel jealous of Tobias. I mean, he's stuck as a hawk, 
but at least he doesn't have to go around turning into bugs. Do you have a better idea, Jake? Because I respect your feelings. I was just trying to help. It's just a suggestion. I took a deep breath. No, I don't have any great suggestions. I'm just... I mean, it's just... Whatever happened to the good old days when we would be tigers or wolves or something fun? I don't want to be a fly. I saw that movie, The Fly. Both versions. The old one and the new one with Jeff Goldblum. I mean, a fly? A fly? The movie. I forgot about that movie, Cassie said. She made a face. The one where the guy has a tiny little human head stuck on a fly body, and he's trapped in a spiderweb, and he's going, Help me! In this little tiny voice? And that guy is so grossed out he just crushes him? We both stood there, looking kind of sick. Moths? Cassie suggested. Too slow, I said. And too big. They would spot us. Okay, um, bees? No way. No social insects ever again. Bees could be as bad as ants that way. No social insects. No hives, no colonies. I shuddered at the memory of the ant morph. It had been like dying. The ant had no individual self. It was just a part of a bigger machine. Flies aren't social, Cassie said. Can I help you? A saleswoman asked. No, Cassie said. Thanks anyway. We started walking, heading to the food court to hook up with Rachel. It would just be to get into the hospital, I said, thinking out aloud. If they are using the hospital to transfer yurks into hosts, it will mean they have some kind of yurk pool in there. That's what we are after. Find that yurk pool. Wipe it out. So we would just be in Flymorph for a brief time, Cassie said. I mean, if we decided to do it. We'd have to demorph to do any damage. And then, if we create enough confusion, we can escape in some other way. We wouldn't have to do flies again. True, Cassie agreed. We'd probably only be in Flymorph for a few minutes. Yup. So it's flies, Cassie said. Yup. Then both of us, at the same time, said, Help me! Help me! Chapter 11 Here's the thing about flies. Being a fly is fun. It really is. Turning into a fly? That's a whole different story. I guess it's no big secret that I kind of like Cassie. I think she's really pretty. But when I saw those two huge, glittering, bulging, compound eyes come popping out of her eye sockets, I screamed. I mean, I screamed like a baby. Great, Jake. That's going to make her feel good, Marco said. Marco, you have your eyes closed, I pointed out. And they're staying closed, too. Excuse me, Rachel said. She raced for the door of the barn and ran outside. A few seconds later, we heard the sound of barfing. You have to understand, Cassie was mostly still human at the point where the fly eyes showed up. She was about two feet tall and shrinking fast and the extra legs had already popped out of her chest, and the gauzy wings were growing from her back. But her face was still a human face, until the eyes popped out. Oh man, you think you've seen scary stuff? Maybe in movies or on TV? You haven't seen anything scary till you've seen fly eyes pop out of someone's head like a pair of balloons. 
She was pretty small by the time her mouth appeared. I was grateful for that, because later, when I became a fly, I saw what a fly mouth looks like. The eyes were bad, but if I had seen that long, tubular, sucking, tongue-like thing come rolling out, the thing that spits on food, then sucks that spit mixture back in. Rachel came back inside. Sorry, she said shakily. Anyone have some gum? A tic-tac? Axe was puzzled. Does the morphing process disturb you? Sometimes, I said, still fighting the urge to look away as Cassie shriveled down to a few inches. Some animals give me the willies. The willies? What are the willies? Well, it's just this feeling of being grossed out. Sickened. Nauseated. Creeped. Like your skin is crawling. Willies. Is she done? Tobias asked. I'm not coming in there until she's done. Tell Tobias it's okay, will you, Axe? Tobias, Prince Jake says it's cool. I smiled at Marco, who was now peeking through his fingers. Axe was learning to sound semi-normal, at least in thought speak. When he was in human morph and spoke out loud, he still played with every sound and drove everyone crazy. Tobias flew in through the open hayloft above. Can you hear me, Cassie? Rachel asked. Tobias, do you see her? Cassie was a true fly now. Got her! Keep sharp focus on her, I said. Don't lose sight. Relax. It's broad daylight. She's ten feet away. At this distance, I can see the hairs on her little fly legs. Unfortunately. Ooh, ooh man, oh. That's just not even slightly attractive. Cassie? Rachel asked again. Tobias? Try her with thought speak. Cassie? Cassie, can you hear me? There she goes. She's flying. Don't lose her, Tobias. Don't lose her. She won't get far, Marco said. All that horse manure in this barn? Where would she go that's any better for a fly? Suddenly, in my head, I heard, Yeah! Cassie? Cassie? Woohoo! Cassie? Answer us. Cassie, are you okay? Oh man, man, can this thing fly? You guys have got to try this. This thing flies like a rocket. Yeah! Are you able to control the fly brain? Yes, yes, don't worry, you guys, I'm fine. Sorry, but it's just such a complete insane rush. Come on, let's go. Time's a-wasted. I sucked in a deep breath. I had been hoping everything would be fine, that Cassie would not have any problems. But at the same time, I was utterly disgusted at the idea of becoming a fly. And now she was saying it was okay. You'd think it would get easier, slipping in and out of strange shapes. But you'd be wrong. Gross is gross, and always remains gross. Okay guys, it looks like we're doing this, I said, trying desperately to sound cheerful and optimistic. Oh, goody, Marco said. Yes, goody, Axe said, totally unaware that Marco was being sarcastic. Sounds like Cassie's having fun, Rachel said. Uh-huh, I said. Let's just do it. We did it. Morphing was as gross as we'd expected. But Cassie was also right. Once you were in the morph, once you got used to the fact that your vision was like a thousand tiny TV screens, each showing a slightly different picture. 
Once you got done freaking out about the way your nasty fly tongue stuck out. Once you got past the bizarre combination of hooks and bristles and hairs that made up your fly leg. Once you got past the fact that nothing looks right or familiar when you're about only an eighth of an inch long. And mostly, once you stop thinking about that stupid fly movie. Well, then it was cool. I have flown before. As a peregrine falcon and as a seagull. Both are cool. I mean, the falcon can go like 175 miles an hour in a dive. Faster than a stock car. Faster than small airplanes. But flying as a fly is totally, completely insane. A housefly beats its wings 200 times per second. Say, hello there, out loud. In the time you took to say that, a fly's wings beat 200 times. A fly moves at about 4 miles per hour which doesn't sound very fast compared to a falcon hitting almost 200 miles per hour. But trust me, when you're only an eighth of an inch long, 4 miles an hour is like warp factor 9. And what's really cool is you can do that going down, going left, going right, or straight up, and you can change directions in no time. One minute you're shooting straight ahead like a bullet, the next tenth of a second you're going straight up. Cassie was right. It was gross, but it was fun. Yeehaw! Axe yelled. Whoa! I cried as I blasted straight up at what felt like the speed of light. We're ugly as sin, but we are so cool! Rachel exulted. Let's go find some dog poop! Marco said. Kidding! He added a second later. Just kidding! Okay, okay. We have important stuff to do. I said after we had spent a couple of minutes getting used to the fly's simple instincts and pretty decent senses. Time to get on the bus. Tobias was the bus. The hospital was a couple of miles away. Flies are fast in relative terms, but in actual speed, Tobias was a lot quicker. It would have taken us hours. Tobias could carry us there in a few minutes. Hop on the big feathery guy, Cassie said. Aim for the back of his neck. We don't want his wings or tail to knock us off. It's just a good thing I know you guys, Tobias said. My own little necklace of houseflies. It's enough to gag a maggot. Gag a maggot? Marco echoed. Gag a maggot? Hey pal, don't be dissing our kids that way. Yuck, Tobias commented. And then we were off. Chapter 12 I clung to Tobias's feathers. It was easy enough to do. Fly legs can grab onto glass, or hang upside down on a ceiling. I could feel the wind whipping around me. It rattled my wings and actually whistled through the chinks and joints of my tiny exoskeleton. An incredible array of aromas assaulted my sensitive antennae. Unfortunately, the main things my fly brain seemed interested in were anything sweet, anything rotten, or anything decayed and putrid. This is a little like that shroom morph I did early on, Rachel pointed out. The same interest in dead meat. Suddenly, a monster! It loomed huge in my compound eyes. Smaller than me, but still way, way too big. What the? I yelped. What? What is it? Cassie asked. Oh man, I think it's a flea. It looks about the size of a poodle, but not even slightly cute. Wait a minute, Tobias cried. 
Are you telling me I have fleas? Just one that I've seen, I answered. Now he's gone. He probably jumped off. Actually, I was lying. The flea was working his way along Tobias's skin, beneath the feathers, looking for a good place to sink his penetrating, bloodthirsty tongue. But somehow, I didn't think Tobias would want to hear that. Okay, we're at the hospital, Tobias said. I'll take a low pass, then tell you guys when to jump off. Kinda like an old war movie. You guys are the paratroopers. Good example, Marco said. Ever notice in those old movies, the paratroopers mostly get shot? Jake? Cassie whispered to me in thought speak so that no one else could hear. Yeah? You could still drop out of this mission, she said. Everyone would understand. Thanks, but no. Tom or no Tom, the Yurks have to be stopped. That's what I told myself, anyway. I guess it was true. Okay, everything looks fine to me, Tobias said. I see an open window on the third floor. No screen. You're sure? Marco asked. Marco, in light this bright, I could tell you if there was a single strand of spiderweb across that window, let alone a screen. He said spiderweb. Rachel moaned. Help me! Marco mimicked. By absolute terrible luck, the old version of the fly had been on TV the night before. Like fools, we'd all watched it. I don't understand what this means, Axe grumbled. Get ready, Tobias said. Three, two, one, bail! I leapt from his back. I opened my wings. The slipstream was so fast it sent me tumbling end over end through the air. But as my speed dropped, I quickly gained control. Everyone okay? Yeehaw! Rachel said. I see the window opening, Axe said. I saw him fly past me like a buzzing, wobbling, careening jet fighter. At least I think it was him. I fell in behind, following his wake. It turned out Axe was wrong. What he'd thought was a window was actually a small sign on the side of the building. With fly eyes, you had to get pretty close to see anything. So we blazed along the face of the building for a while, trying to spot it. Keep going, Tobias called to us. You're almost there. Suddenly, I could feel a rush of cooler air billowing out at us. Here we go, I said. I turned into the current of the air and seconds later was in the relative darkness inside the building. Okay, we're looking for anything that might be a miniature yurt pool, I reminded everyone. Everyone except Axe has been near a yurt pool, so try to remember that smell and see if your antennae pick up anything similar. I'll tell you one thing. I'll bet I know where the maternity ward is. I smell a large number of dirty diapers, Rachel said. Okay, let's split up, like we planned. Axe and Cassie, you're with me. Rachel and Marco, be careful. Rachel and Marco peeled off and soon disappeared from sight. The three of us flew out into what we figured was a hallway, since it seemed very long and had bright lights all along it. I smell poop. I smell a banana. At least, I think it's a banana. And I smell more poop, Cassie said. Say one thing for flies. If you ever need to find poop, hire a fly. 
Below us, barely visible, we occasionally caught the sight of big, moving oval shapes, the tops of people's heads. But with our limited sight, they seemed like floating islands of hair moving on a blurry sea. How's our time, Axe? I asked. We have used 20% of our time, Axe reported. Good, that's right on plan, I said, trying to reassure myself as much as the two of them. Ah! What is it? That human tried to reach up and hit me, Axe said, but he was very slow. Hey, Cassie said. Hey, do you guys smell that? More poop? No, similar to poop, but different. A strange smell. My fly brain doesn't know what it is. I'm trying to remember... I too am smelling something, Axe reported, but not very strong. I'm thinking we turn right, Cassie suggested. Right turn, I agreed. Now I was getting the scent too. A dark, deep, rich aroma, sweet and oily. Marco, Rachel, I called to them in thought speak. You guys have anything? Barely here. Must away. Nothing. We are at the limits of thought speak range, Axe said. Now the scent was more powerful than before. In there, I said. I think that's a door. We landed. My six legs, each armed with sharp talons and sticky pads, gripped the smooth surface of the door. Here's a question, Cassie said. How do you open a door when you're like an eighth of an inch long? Down to the floor. We can walk or fly under the crack. Seconds later, we were on the linoleum, marching jerkily forward. We passed beneath the door, then instantly took flight again. Oh man, there is definitely something in here, Cassie said. Over there, do you see a big, shiny-looking superdome kind of thing? Yeah, I agree. I think that may be it. Does anyone see anyone in the room? Any humans? No one did. Okay, Axe. You demorph first. If someone barges in, your Andalite body will be more useful than the two of us as humans. Yes, Prince Jake. Axe, you really, really don't have to call me that. Yes, Prince Jake. I am beginning the change. Cool. Cassie and I will hang out on the ceiling. A few moments later, I saw a vast eyeball stuck onto the end of a long stalk come shooting up toward us where we hung upside down. One of Axe's extra stalk-mounted eyes. The eye turned to look at us. Then, a violent vibration in the air. The eye disappeared from sight. And a second vibration, like something heavy falling. Axe, are you okay? Yes, there was a human here, but he is unconscious now. Hey, Phantomorphs! Thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs Auditory Experience. This is your host, Daniel. Uh, this book's been kind of slow for me. I haven't really been feeling it, but we're finally getting to, like, the meat of it. Uh, next, next couple of chapters, we're gonna actually get into the main issue of the book, and that's really fun, and I'm real excited to get there with you guys. In the meantime, if you liked what you heard, you can hear more at audiomorphs.podbean.com or by finding Audiomorphs on iTunes. If you're using iTunes, 
why don't you go ahead and give me a rating and a review? If you'd like to reach me, you can do that at audiomorphscast at gmail.com or audiomorphscast.tumblr.com. I don't really have anything else to share this week. Hope everyone had a nice week. And I'll just see you next time. My name is Daniel, and I believe one day the Andalites will come. Until then, we fight.